Brother Hilton, we love you. I want you to come and take your liberty today and preach what's on your heart. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Why don't we give the Lord some praise this morning? Let's just love him. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah, wherein we find fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Why don't we just give the Lord some love this morning? Let's just thank him for his presence that's in this sanctuary. Hallelujah. We worship you, Savior. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord on this final day of the year. Amen. I am also looking forward to service this evening. It's been a long time. I, I may be wrong. I may have my, my calculations wrong, but I think the last time I was in a foot washing and communion service was in 2017, uh, which is five years ago, six years ago. So that's quite a while ago. So I'm looking forward to the service tonight and um, been preparing myself, been preparing my spirit, and I want, I want to get everything I can out of this service tonight. I believe God's going to meet with us tonight, and, um, and, uh, and I also believe the Lord wants to do something in this service this morning. I feel Pastor mentioned that he's confident that we're going to hear from the Lord, and I'm glad he's confident. Um, I much would rather have him up here preaching and teaching uh, this morning, and I'm sure there's much more. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed the 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 messages on prayer, and uh, want to apply what I've heard. Amen. I believe God's got something great in store for the Truth Church. But I'm going to endeavor this morning to do my best. Amen. I do believe that I've heard from the Lord. It's just a matter of whether or not I can convey that adequately. I went to bed last night. Honestly, I went to bed a little bit. Um, just frustrated, I, if I can use that word, I think um, perhaps more at myself than anything, just because I, I hadn't been able to land on exactly what I was going to speak on this morning, but the Lord woke me up about four o'clock this morning, and uh, he doesn't do that a lot. And if anybody knows me, I don't wake up at four o'clock in the morning on a regular basis, but, um, but I'm... I'm glad the Lord woke me up this morning because I feel like the Lord gave me some direction. So Deuteronomy chapter 8, we'll go there, verse 1 through 3. Amen. And we're praying for those that are not here this morning, that the Lord give them safe travels and also those who are sick. And I believe God's going to keep our church strong and healthy. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8, fourth book of the Bible, so it shouldn't take you long to get there. Verse 1 through 3 says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live. Everybody say live. And multiply. Everybody say multiply. And go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, 
which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee uh, know that man doth not live by bread alone, or bread only, I'm sorry, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Amen. This morning I want to speak on this subject, miracle bread. Amen. Why don't we lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to speak to each of our hearts. Amen. Let's come with a hungry heart, a hungry mind to receive from the Lord this morning. God, we trust you. We believe that you're able, God, to do what you intend to do in this service. I pray, God, that I could get out of the way, Lord, to allow your will to be accomplished in this service. I understand the mindset, God, in this. So I pray, Lord, that your spirit, God, would be sufficient. Your grace would be sufficient, God, for us to... Lord, gain everything that we need out of this service. God, we pray that your will will be accomplished. Why don't we just love the Lord this morning? We thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Amen. Perhaps when I read in my text about the manna that the Lord gave to the children of Israel... Or when I mentioned the title Miracle Bread, you may have thought of that time in the wilderness when the Israelites were in need of food. And uh, it was from that time on up until the time that we are sitting or standing, depending on where you're at in the sanctuary this morning, uh, that the Lord has been in the Miracle Bread baking business. That he, that manna was the first form, but he's been doing it ever since. And uh, I want you to pay close attention before I get too far into my thought this morning. That, that it was the commandments, the very words of God, that God commanded the people of Israel. That if they would observe those commandments, if they would hear, if they would attend to, if they would obey the commandments of God, that the Lord promised the promises them life and the Lord promises them multiplication and the Lord also promises that they would be able to go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto their fathers but not if they didn't heed the command of God but they must heed they have to obey and hear the commandments of God Hallelujah. This was the, the important matter. Amen. God promises life. God promises multiplication to those who hear and those who obey the word of God. Hallelujah. You want, a, you want a, uh, a sound formula for revival. That's the only formula that you can receive. Amen. Is a good understanding, a good reception of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the Bible. Amen. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but uh, from the very beginning, the Lord has been using, uh, been in the miracle bread business. He, and, and anytime somebody has been hungry, the Lord feeds them. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible tells us, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be. Not, it's not a matter of whether or not they, they have to uh, meet any other conditions. The Lord just says, if you're hungry, I've got bread for you. I've got enough for you if you're hungry and if you're thirsty. 
Hallelujah. I believe the story in the wilderness where the Israelites, amen, where they uh, cried out to God and God gave them manna. It's a prime example of what God can do. Amen. And uh, the Bible tells us the Lord hath given them to eat. It wasn't for any other purpose. Uh, it wasn't there to, uh, it wasn't there to uh, tell the stories or talk about, although the stories came later. Amen. But God was there really meeting a physical need that the children of Israel had. Amen. Exodus chapter 16, verse 15. Amen. The scripture uses, amen, the symbol of bread to represent humanity throughout scripture. And we'll hear tonight in much greater detail on this subject. But the, the most uh, visible and most uh, prominent example in my mind, amen, in scripture is when Jesus was sitting with the disciples at the Passover and he told the men to take and eat of his of this bread because it was his body in Matthew 20. 26 verse 26 it says as they were eating Jesus took bread just plain old bread and blessed it and he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body amen Jesus clearly indicates in this scripture that the bread of the Passover is a representation of his human body amen and if my claim is true amen that bread is a type of our humanity in and in Jesus example of his body of our bodies then let's apply what that would mean to our text this morning amen man should not be satisfied when eat without with eking out a meager human existence rather we should incorporate the word of God into our life and it will help us to really begin to live hallelujah hallelujah you guys gonna ride with me a little bit this morning hallelujah hallelujah by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God amen doth man live it isn't by amen the means that we can muster it isn't by amen the paycheck that we end at the that we earn at the end of the week and putting bread on our tables but it's by the very word of God hallelujah is anybody in this house really want to live for God? Is anybody in this house really hungry for what God has in store for them? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We determine our success and measure our success by how much bread we can put on our table at home. Amen. But God said we shouldn't live by that measure alone. Amen. But he says, does he live by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God? How much, amen, bread are you putting on the table? How much, amen, are you, time are you spending in God's word? How much time, amen, are are you spinning trying to understand and trying to comprehend amen those eternal commandments hallelujah you say brother Hilton that's an old message amen fine by me amen let me just tell you about this old message where it is great power and authority amen where the heavens split by the spoken word of God where earths and winds were formed my God by the word of God Hallelujah, I'm here to proclaim to you, it's the most powerful material on earth. It's God's only word. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen, friend. Amen. You, I, I feel like the Lord is, is trying to reach somebody even right now as I'm preaching tonight, that, that, this morning, that, that, that sometimes we perhaps overlook the power that's in God's word. And we take for granted, maybe, amen, the things that God has in store for us in his word. But if we would just slow down for a bit and take the time, amen, to eat, amen, this word of God, amen, there's miracles, there's power, there's anointing in the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about miracle bread this morning. Hallelujah. Shouldn't live by the measure that other men use. Amen. How wealthy we are, how many cars we drive. Hallelujah. But we should live by the word of God. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3 tells us of a group of men who are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Verse 18 says, For many walk of whom I had have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Who are these people, Paul? Paul goes on to identify them in verse 19, whose end is destruction. The enemies of the cross of Christ, their end is destruction. Whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Paul is drawing, amen, a distinction that, the, that Moses was drawing in Deuteronomy. Amen. He is trying to say that, that there are those that are the enemies of the cross of Christ, and you can identify them by who they serve, what, what is their master. Amen. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. You can, only, uh, you can, you can love one and despise the other. You'll hate the other and despise the one, but, but you'll only have one master. Amen. Paul gets on that bandwagon, calls them the enemies of Christ. I'm not going to spend too long here, but let me just try to convey, amen, the full thought here this morning. Amen. The enemies of the cross of Christ were those whose God is their belly, who only mind earthly things. Friend, we shouldn't follow this group of people. We shouldn't, we shouldn't live by these measures alone, but we should should live by the words that proceed out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. That's why, amen, the practice of fasting is such an important practice. It's, uh, it's the act of denying oneself uh, the very basic needs of life. Uh, amen. Defying our, our, our basic carnal needs and desires uh, and saying that there's something that I desire far more than just bread alone. Jesus, when he completed his 40-day fast, quoted the scripture that we read in our text, Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. We read the passage where Jesus uh, is in his fast. Verse 2 says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Of course, many of us have been there. And when the tempter came to him, I, I don't think any of us has been there 40 days and 40 nights, but... Many of us have been hungry. When the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus 
instituted perhaps this practice. I'm not sure if he's the first one. I, I doubt it. We, we, there's others who've fasted, but he's, he, he gave this as an example and, and underscored the, by emphasizing this passage that we read in our text that man shouldn't live by bread alone, that, that our basic needs uh, even have to come into subjection to the word of God. Hallelujah. That our flesh, that our carnal desires have to come into perfect submission to God's word. Listen to what Paul said to the Romans in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We're instructed to offer our bodies, our talents, our lives, our, our, our abilities, our very, ourselves to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Amen. Let, I, I want to just drive this point home this morning. Again, we, our, our, our bodies, our flesh, our humanity serve or are typified or a symbol of bread in scripture. And the Bible talks about, uh, many of you ladies may know, amen, the process of leavening and, and using yeast to, to, uh, to make bread more flavorful and more, uh, more fluffy and, and, Make it, make a lot more of it. But the Bible uses the, the, the concept of leavening to typify sin. And in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, the, Israel's, the Israelites were required to cleanse their house by putting out leaven from their homes in Exodus chapter 12. And when they were performing their ceremonies, they, it was always done by, by using unleavened bread. In fact, they were explicitly commanded not to offer sacrifices with leaven. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 25, Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifices with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left unto the morning. There are other instances that, that identify this practice in Leviticus that you can look up for yourself. Amen. But when Jesus came to earth, he further, uh, further solidified this symbol of leaven representing sin. Amen. In Mark chapter 8, verse 13, the Bible says he left them and entering into the ship again departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither they, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread? And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, why reason ye? Because ye have no bread. Perceive ye, uh, perceive ye not yet, neither, uh, neither understand have you your heart yet hardened having eyes see you not and having ears hear ye not and do ye not remember when i break the five loaves among five thousand how many baskets full of fragments took ye up and they say unto him twelve and when they and when the seven among four thousand how many baskets full of fragments took ye up 
And they said, seven. And he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? Jesus is not telling the disciples in this passage of scripture that, that he's needing some bread. I mean, he's trying to drive the point home that was illustrated in the, in, in the precepts of the Old Testament that leaven, the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod is not acceptable. And he goes ahead and identifies in Matthew chapter 16 in this same instance. You can take the time to read verse 5 through verse 10 yourself. But we'll pick up in verse 11 and says, and how is it that you don't understand? He's picking up in the same instance where I just ended there in Mark chapter 8 verse 21. Because Matthew makes it crystal clear for us what the Lord was talking about. He says, how is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Verse 12, he says, then understood they how that he bade them not be not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrines of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Hallelujah. Amen. In another place, Jesus identifies the leaven of the Pharisees as hypocrisy. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And then Paul, dealing with sin in the Corinthian church, Describes a particularly grotesque sin as leaven. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, he says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there are other examples that I can give to you, amen, this morning. But I want you to understand, amen, the principle that I'm trying to drive home this morning is that God is interested, amen, in performing, amen, using miracle bread to, to accomplish his service. There are needs in this end time. There are those that are hungry and thirsting after righteousness. And, and he intends to feed them. He intends to give to them drink but what he needs in his hand amen are broken pieces of bread bread that's available for his service bread that's willing to be used bread that's willing to be broken no matter how little you feel like you have to offer no matter how how broken you feel like you are if you put yourself in the hand of the master he can multiply and give to those who need Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. We're almost there. We're almost, uh, amen, on the road, if you will. Amen. We've been just uh, saddling up and getting things ready, but we're getting ready to go somewhere. Amen. This morning. Amen. Verse seven of first Corinthians chapter five says, purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump. Hallelujah. As ye are unleavened, unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Amen. I'm here to appeal to a group of people this morning. Amen. Who want to be used by God. Who want God's, who want to be a part of God's service. Who want to see the kingdom of God go forward. Forward. Amen. Who want to see those who are hungry filled? Who want to see those who are thirsty given?
willing to drink it. I'm here to tell you, you're what God has on offer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven. Amen, get rid of the malice. Get rid of the wickedness. Amen, and bring to him unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bible tells us in Galatians 5 and 9 that a little, little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Hallelujah. Amen. I refer to the ladies who use yeast, and, and you could probably describe this process better than I can, but I did a little bit of reading on this subject, and the doctrine and the wickedness and the, the malice that Paul identified in his, in his epistles, and, and the, the, the hypocrisy and the, the false doctrine that Jesus identified when he was, a, when he was describing leaven, uh, it, it doesn't just stay in one corner, amen, but it, it spreads, it, it affects everything around it amen you understand that when when you throw yeast into a, uh, into a batch of dough and leave it to sit there and ferment overnight perhaps or let it rise overnight that it doesn't just stay where you drop the yeast but the yeast in invades into the de the dough and then it begins to consume the sugars that are in that dough and and what it leaves behind is uh, is carbon dioxide and the carbon dioxide uh, produces the the texture that we love and that we love to taste and 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 and, and it leaves other compounds behind that influence the flavor of it but it no longer is pure just dough it's not just flour and 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 forgive me but I don't know what else goes into it but but it's not just but but the yeast goes in and, and it literally devours those sugars so that it can leave behind the the airy and somewhat aerates that dough amen it leaves basically nothing behind it's just uh, just air just fluff just uh, just at it. and on the outside it looks really good and, and when you take a bite of it it tastes a lot better amen but it's not any more nutritious it doesn't bring any more value to you other than the just the good feeling that you feel and the texture that you have uh, amen that's what the yeast uh, does that's what those leavening agents do hallelujah hallelujah leaves behind amen a puffed up if you will an empty just substance and of course we love we love to use it to put it around our sandwiches and and i love you can ask my mom i love bread i love the taste of it I thoroughly enjoy it, probably enjoy it too much is where I'm getting my extra rolls, and I don't mean bread rolls. Amen. I've, I'm developing other kinds of rolls. Amen. But, but leaven is what produces that. Otherwise, you'd have the, the flaky, flattened, uh, the, the hardened form of bread that, that is more dense in nutrition and, and, and sustenance. And, and it's, more, it's more concentrated in value. Amen. But when you insert the leaven, it spreads it out and, and it, separates, it separates that nutrition from itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, you can you can apply that if you will. But let me let me let me just tell you a story. And this story is perhaps familiar to many of us who've come. And and I don't want to take uh, for granted the to whom it might be familiar. But so we're going to relay this story. Amen. This morning. But but uh, 
when we place our bread in, in the Lord's hand, whether or not it's already been leavened, he's the master who knows how to take any kind of bread and make miracle bread out of it. He's the one that satisfies the need of the hungry. He's the one, amen, to whom those who are hungry and are in need, they go to. They don't come to us. We don't have what they need. But when we put it in the hands of the master, it becomes what they need. John chapter 6 verse 5 when Jesus then lifted up his eyes Bible says he saw a great company come unto him he saith unto Philip whence shall we buy bread that these may eat and this he said to prove him for he himself knew what he would do <laughs> the Lord knew what what was getting ready to happen but he was he was challenging Philip's faith. And in verse uh, 7, Philip answered, said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient. Jesus, we don't have enough bread. There's a lot of people out there. And uh, we don't have enough bread on hand, and it's not sufficient. That every one of them may take a little. Verse 8, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down and numbered by 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down. And likewise, the fishes, as, as much as they would, and when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. I want you to understand that in Philip's mind, they didn't have enough bread. And when Andrew, he, it was kind of like he caught himself. He's like, he's like, God, there's a lad, there's a lad here. Jesus, there's a lad here. And he's like, but, you know, what are they among so many? There's five. But how is five going to feed 5,000? That takes some serious division power. But Jesus had serious division power. He had the ability, uh, and, and, and that young man, not only, not only we, have, uh, we have three people in this picture. We've got Andrew, we've got Philip, and the little boy, and they're all sitting here conspiring, thinking, how in the world are we going? And of course, the Lord uh, uh, commanded the other disciples to help him out here, but, but these are the ones that came to Jesus with what they had. And Jesus looked at him and said, that'll work. Give me those five barley loaves. I know how to make, guys, do you remember in the wilderness? I, I was able to make, make the dew turn into, uh, turn into manna. I was able to make, uh, I was able to take literally nothing and turn it into bread. Give me the five loaves of barley. And guys, just watch and see what I can do. Amen. And so you notice what the little boy had on offer. Amen. While it wasn't a lot in quantity. Amen. It wasn't much. Amen. To behold in the eyes. You know when it landed in the hands of the master and began to be broken for his service. That it began to meet the need that was there. Yes. 
Hallelujah. I want somebody to hear me this morning. Tonight we're going to have some good teaching and we're going to receive from the Lord. Amen. But I wonder if anybody came this morning feeling like I don't have much to offer. Feeling like, Lord, this is just five barley loaves. They don't even taste very good. But it's what I've got to offer. What are they among so many? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus looks down and says, I know how to turn that into miracle bread. I know how to feed the multitude with what you have to offer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't got very much further to go this morning. Amen. There's not a, this is not the only time this happened. Amen. That, that Jesus referred to it in one of the scriptures that we read just a moment ago. But by I think the Lord amen, performed this miracle two times to emphasize the point. Amen. To teach some of us amen, a lesson that it doesn't matter amen, what you have to offer. Amen. It's just that you make the offer. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Hilton, I don't have much. I don't have much where that came. It doesn't matter. Amen. When you put the bread in the hands of the miracle worker, it becomes miracle bread. Andrew, amen, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the perfect example. In Luke, in John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. <laughs> Are you hungry? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Amen. In John chapter 6, verse 41, just a few verses later, amen, the Jews start scratching their heads. What does he mean by bread of life? What does he mean? Amen. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. I'm the miracle bread. Amen. I'm the typification that the man represented in the Old Testament. I am what you come searching for. I am what you need. Friend, let me tell you, when you give yourself to him, it's no longer you, but it's him. Amen. That's making himself available through you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's talk to the Lord for a moment. Those Jews that were listening, they said, is not this Jesus? The son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. <laughs> Isn't this just the carpenter's son? And he's the one that says he came from heaven? He's the manna from heaven? He's the miracle bread? This is just Joseph's boy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You and go to work every day. And, and yes, you uh, no doubt make mistakes. You've smashed your thumb a few times with the hammer. You've, you've uh, 
printed too many copies of whatever and you aren't supposed to. You, you've done, you've made those mistakes because guess what? You're human. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to send the email to the wrong person. You're going to, amen, you're going to respond in a way that you shouldn't have. You're going to, amen, feel the, the anger. You're going to feel the pain. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. But God said, I just want you, amen, to make yourself available. If you would just come, amen, in whatever form you have. <laughs> I'll make you something that you didn't even imagine that you could be. I can make, I can transform you. I can rearrange your life. I can make it something that it isn't today. Hallelujah. I'm not just trying to stroke your emotion. I'm not just trying, amen, to appeal, amen, to those of you who are emotional. I want you to understand, amen, that if we're going to see revival, if we're going to live, if we're going to multiply, God needs some bread. Hallelujah. He needs your body. He needs your mind. He needs your heart. He needs your soul. He needs somebody who says, God, it's not much. What is this among so many? Believe me, friend, I feel the same way. I look out over the city of Olathe. I think about the whole Kansas City metropolitan area. And I think, what are we among so many? How, how can we reach them? How can we save them? How can we help them? And he said, I've been making miracle bread since the beginning, since my people were in the wilderness. Where did the dew even come from? Amen. That service, the manna. Amen. Where did, amen, where did the Lord use, what did the Lord use to perform that miracle? What did I say at the very beginning? It is the commandments that he commands us this day that if we observe and do through those commandments that we might live and multiply and then go into and possess the land that he promised to us. Jesus, in John 1:14, the Bible tells us that he was the word made flesh. He dwelt among us, gave us the example. I hope somebody is hearing what I'm saying this morning. Are you wondering how to make yourself available? What you need to receive is the word of God. The very word that I'm preaching right now. Come, receive it, consume it, believe it. And once again, the word can be transformed into flesh. The human bread, the bread of life, the bread that can cut, that the Lord is sending. Amen. He can make miracle bread in this sanctuary this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. These altars are open. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, there's a lad here, just a little boy. Jesus, he's got five barley loaves. How are you?
you going to use that? Don't worry about that. Just give it to me. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about your assessment of things. Don't worry about how you perceive things ought to be. Just give yourself to him. Just offer your body a living sacrifice. Make yourself available to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, let's lift our voices and talk to him.